13.5 kilometres in the end, didn't you? Because you smashed your target because your, your walking got so good over the month. Uh, but we went out every day to try and do a third of a kilometre, didn't we? Mm, yes. And who inspired you? Captain Tom. Welcome to Forever Young, the health and well-being podcast from Lanzerhof. My name is Mario Pedazzoli, and in every episode, join me in conversation with a variety of health experts and special guests as we explore what it means to live well. We may not find the secret to eternal youth, but join me on our quest as we explore just what it means to live a balanced, healthy and happy life. Hello again and welcome. Over the course of this podcast series, it really has been a privilege to talk to so many wonderful guests, and today is no different. That said, the backdrop to my guest's young life is both shocking and moving, but also inspiring, all in equal measure. His recent exploits and achievements at such a tender age have simply filled the nation's hearts with joy, and he is truly the most incredible person I have ever met. I am talking about seven-year-old Tony Hudgel, who I spoke to earlier today, along with his wonderful adoptive mother, Paula. Tony is a double amputee, having had both legs amputated in 2017 as a result of the extreme violence and physical abuse suffered at the hands of his birth parents. Shockingly, the maximum sentence that could be given is eight years, and this has led to Tony's law, which is now looking to correct this injustice and increase the maximum term for child cruelty to a whole life sentence. But here is where the story really does cheer all of our hearts. Now surrounded by all the love, care and support Tony needs, Tony is not only thriving, but making impressive headlines of his own. And last year, only weeks after receiving his new prosthetic legs and crutches, Tony raised funds for Evelina London Children's Hospital and other children's charities by walking 10 kilometres on his new legs and crutches in just 30 days. And he set about this fundraiser after taking inspiration from his hero, Captain Sir Tom Moore, and was indeed congratulated by Captain Tom via video message on completing this 10-kilometre challenge. And most impressive of all, the figure raised so far is a huge £1.8 million and counting. Tony also received messages of praise from Prime Minister Boris Johnson, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, and was deservedly honoured at last year's Pride of Britain Awards. It really was my honour and privilege to speak to Tony and his adoptive mother, Paula. Please do listen on for the full story. What was the best thing that happened today? Um, you went to show one of the teachers some good work you did, didn't you? Miss Tickkiss. <laughs> yeah. You did Miss, uh, what's her name? Miss? No, Mr. 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 Hipkiss. Mr. Mr. Hipkiss. Ah, oh, is he your? Is he a great teacher? Is he? Yeah, it's your favourite one. Isn't I'm, it? I'm good friends with him. I like him. Ah, oh, that's nice. We like teachers. Well, hello, Mr. Hipkiss. <laughs> and um, I hear you like football, Tony. Is that true? Who's your favourite team? Chelsea. Oh, well, you and I are going to be great friends because that's my favourite team too. <laughs> okay, who's your favourite player? Mason Mount. Really? Mm. 
He is a really, really good player. I like him. Have you been to a match, Tony? We have been to Wembley once. Did you? Mm. But that was the, that wasn't what Which? Chelsea was it? Who was it to watch? It was to watch the um them yeah. Who was it? The England team. Yeah. Oh, you lucky boy. Was Mason Mounts playing that day as well? So he plays for England and too. I played football with him there. I know you played football with him at Chelsea training ground. You went to Chelsea training ground, didn't you? And you played mm. football with Mason there, didn't you? He got a ball. Oh, you <laughs> lucky boy. I've never met Mason Mount. When you see him next, would you tell him I think he's a great player too? Which other players did you meet? Do you remember? You remember. Did we? Well, I did meet someone when we go to Pride Britain and that was a captain there. Oh, Harry Kane. Yeah, ah. yeah, yeah, Harry Kane. <laughs> Harry Kane at the Pride of Britain Awards. <laughs> On Saturday, didn't you? Mm. You had a picture with Harry, didn't you? <laughs> oh, wow, Wally. He's another amazing player. You lucky boy. In fact, um, I heard from your mommy that you like superheroes. Is that right? Who are your favourite superheroes? I like... Well, the evil one I like is Loki. Oh, I never heard of him. Who's he then? He's like... He... Well... Well, I don't really know because I don't watch them, so I don't know. Yes, no. <laughs> Come on, mummy. <laughs> yeah, no. If I say like he is, but I don't. I don't uh, remember. Your fifteen-year-old sister sits and watches them with you, doesn't she? Because she she's a real Marvel fan. So. Oh really? <laughs> Do you know Spider-Man, Tony? Do you like him? He's really cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Where do you have Spider-Man? He's on something that you use every day, isn't he? Is he on your wheels? Yes. He's on your wheelchair, isn't he? On your wheels. Is he? And I oh, have no, that's a really cool. Spider-Man. I have a Spider-Man alarm clock, but I don't use that. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't need one. Do you get up very early in the morning? Yes, yeah, very early. You was up early, wasn't yes. you? Yes. Very early, before everyone. Mm. Stopping mummy and daddy getting some sleep. (laughs) I've got a little boy the same age as you, and he does exactly the same. (laughs) Yes. Now, Tony, you did something really special last year, didn't you? And you walked a long way. Is that right? What did you do? Tell me what you did. Well, I walked to the post box every day. And... Uh, what did you use though because you'd only just started to learn to take a few steps hadn't you so you used your I have walking sticks now you used your crutches last year but we've progressed onto some walking sticks at the moment haven't we oh well done Mm. because you only just um, were able to walk I think is that right when you did the you did 10 kilometres is that what you did well, actually, you did well, that's... 13.5 kilometres in the end, didn't you? Because you smashed your target. Because <laughs> your, your walking got so good over the month. Uh, but we went out every day that's... to try and do a third of a kilometre, didn't we? Mm, yes. And who inspired you? Mm. Captain Tom. Captain Tom. 
Well, you know what? We were talking about superheroes. I'd say he's a real life superhero, don't you think? Yes. He was amazing. Don't, yeah. Mm. Do you agree? Mm. And so he inspired you to do the same. Ah, oh, good boy. And okay, you did it. And you also did something else incredible, didn't you? Because you raised lots of money for, hosp for the hospital. Do you know how much you raised? I remember. Do you remember the big number? Go on, have a guess. Uh, 15? No, yeah, that's what you walked. You walked 13.5 kilometres. How much money did you raise? Over one million pounds. Go on, how much? Over one million pounds, and you're over one million pounds. Well, you know what, Tony? I think that makes you a superhero as well, frankly. <laughs> Super Tony. <laughs> you know what? You know what superheroes need. If you're a superhero, you need your own superhero uniform. What would it look like? And I do have some dressing up things up in my room. Yes. Do if you? you? Wanted, well, if, you, if, you were your, if we here was a uniform for you being a superhero, what would it? What would people have to wear? What would you like them to wear? Don't know. Don't know. Cape, a mask. You've got to have a good mask, I think. <laughs> well, I don't know how you... <laughs> I don't know okay, how you manage to walk, but... If you do buy me a Iron Man costume, oh, okay. can you? Oh. <laughs> well, actually, Tony, you know what's coming up soon, don't you? Christmas. And I think Father Christmas will get you something incredible this year. <laughs> what would you like? I do want a guitar for my Christmas. A guitar. Ooh. Oh, okay. Great. Okay. More noise. That's news to mum. <laughs> More noise. How about drums? How about that? I'm sure mum would we, love that. Do, we have our old drums, but we did we throw them? No, we mm. we didn't think you were going to use them, so we passed them on, didn't we? But you've now said you want drums again, so. But why were they? They went to another little boy. Uh, but we might have to see whether Father Christmas can get you some this year. Mm. Well, maybe if you write to Father Christmas and, that, and he'll know. That just... makes a lot noise. Yeah, it certainly does. Is Mummy ready for that? Yeah. You make enough noise without any instruments, don't you? <laughs> and you've got lots of brothers and sisters, I think, too. I have two. How many do you have? I have two brothers, two sisters. No, I think you have a few more than that. Hmm? You've got a few more brothers. What? You can't. I have my. I have Ben. Harry. Harry. No, Harry's not your brother. Ben. Ryan. And I'm Kyle. Jaden. So you've got four brothers. Yeah, and you've got four sisters. Hmm? And yeah. Uh, Lacey, Jess. Chloe and Rachel. And Rachel, yeah. Wow. Four brothers and I, four sisters. I remember, I remember which, that's Ryan's friend. He's not your brother. I love him. 
Uh, but you love him like a brother. <laughs> That's nice. So eight brothers and sisters and you and a drum kit. Yeah. That's going to be a very noisy house, I think. Yeah. Uh, luckily, they don't all live at home now, do they? It's um, actually going to be even noisier at Christmas because well, it's the grandchildren as well, isn't it? Well, I know to do. Okay. I want a drum that can hold them, a um, guitar, so I can just put it there. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> Keep the drums in the room. Keep the drums in your room. I think you've got lots of energy, Tony. Is that true? And I'm just playing. How do you have... (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if you have all that energy, you must be eating really good food. Hmm? Do you eat all your vegetables? (laughs) Not that much. Yes, you do. You like your vegetables. I don't eat that much to take all my vegetables. Oh, did you not? You quite often ask for vegetarian at school as well, don't you? Mm, yeah. Well, that's very good. What did you have for lunch today? Um, it was pasta or another set of pasta, I think. Okay. I can't remember the other one, but I know that we have pasta. Well, pasta's good, especially if you're walking a long way. Do you think you'll do that again? Would you like to do it again? Well, I have, I'm trying to set up a new challenge that I can do. Oh, tell me, what would you like to do? Walk around the house. We've, we've got a challenge next year that we're, we're sorting up, aren't we, to climb, yeah. climb up a well, mountain. Really? Mm, yeah, one of the big... Big fells in the Lake District. I think I'm that's really the... scared. <laughs> so that's that's your challenge for next year, isn't it? I'm, but I'm not doing it. You are. No, I'm you not. You said you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. <laughs> well, if you did want to, I'm sure you could. Yeah. So maybe if you want to one day. But that's amazing. Uh, I think you're doing incredible to climb things. Up to. There is. There's the top get to the top yeah but how do we climb up to the top oh you climb up how Mm. have to wait and see i don't know i haven't done it before either (laughs) somebody else i know that bear grills um has climbed up a big Wolf before when he does his university spoiled. Well, do you know what? Why don't you ask whether Bear Grylls will join you on it? Yeah. Oh, I was... <laughs> now that's a really good idea, Mum. <laughs> that really is. You've given me an idea now. Now. To- Tony and Bear climb Bear. the mountain. Yeah, we met Bear Grylls. There we are. We on Saturday as well. Yeah. Well, there we are. He couldn't say no. You know that, Tony. I think whatever you say, he will say yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Tony and Bear climb the mountain. I like the sound of this. <laughs> and I'm sure you'll probably raise even more money. Mm. Oh, I think we might have just come up with a challenge there, mightn't we? <laughs> I think so. You, you heard it here first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I do want to tell you is, how about you, me, and Bear Grylls? 
climb up the mountain together. Yep. Yes. Yes. Tony, I'm looking forward to that. So listen, I think you must be, well, you might be hungry. Have you got dinner? Have you got dinner soon? What have you got for dinner tonight? Well, what are we having for dinner tonight? We're not having a very healthy dinner tonight, I'm afraid. Because it's, what have it, you got? Chips? It's a quick... Is it a treat? Mm, uh, burger and chips, because it's a quick dinner, so we, so we can watch Pride of Britain. <laughs> oh, yes, that's on tonight. So was that at the weekend? Yeah. Last weekend, yeah. and then... It's on yeah, Saturday. And it's going to be released out today. On TV. Mm. Yes. Well, Tony, you're going to see yourself on TV tonight. But it only, it, but it only um, shows the stage, and I wasn't on the stage. You didn't go on the stage. Ah, okay. No, because I had mine last year, but we couldn't. I remember last year, so yeah. that's why you got invited to the ceremony, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. Oh, how nice. Well, you lucky thing, but you deserve it because you are amazing, Tony, and everybody listening thinks you're amazing but as well. But when I got my award, do you know mm. who got it for me? Who gave it? No. Ant and Deck. Ant and Deck. <laughs> oh, they're really cool. They're really funny. Do you like them? Mm, yeah. Me too. And there's two boys. Were, that was on the Pride Britain, and they got, and and Deck was there with them. So you know everybody. <laughs> They're the most important people in the world, Anton Deck. They are, aren't they? <laughs> everybody yeah. loves Anton Deck. Yeah, don't we all? <laughs> well, I, you know what, Tony? I know that both yes. live in two houses together. Ants there and decks there, whatever, whatever way it goes around. But <laughs> if, if there's two of them, I get their names muddled up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so do I. I still don't know which one is Ants and which one is Deck. Well, I know that the big one's Ants and the small one's Deck. <laughs> ah, well, I, I, thanks for telling me the small one is Deck. Okay. Now, if I ever meet them, I'll know which one is which. Thanks, Tony. Tony, yes. it's lovely talking to you. Mm -hmm. And I just think you are amazing. Okay. I th you are amazing. Do you know that? Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> well, you have a lovely dinner tonight. Enjoy your burger and chips. And don't forget to write to Father Christmas for your drums. And maybe I'll meet you one day soon. Yes. That'd yes. That would be really good. That'd be lovely. Cheers, Tony. All the best. Hi, Paula. Hi. There we go. He's gone. Ah, oh, <laughs> what a beautiful boy. <laughs> yeah, he's a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> That's one word. Yeah. Oh, but but really, um, you know, you and your husband and Tony, everything, it's just an inspiration to everybody, of course. Um, you must be very proud of Tony. Yeah, we are very proud of him. Um, it's a, as you can see, he's just a bundle of energy. Um, he's always on the go. Um, and, yeah, he, he keeps us on our toes, put it that way. Well, um, if you've got a few minutes uh, now, Paula, um, maybe for the benefit of the listeners, uh, if, if you wouldn't mind sharing, well, Tony's story and, and how you came to be Tony's adoptive parents. 
Yeah, of course. Um, uh, Mark and myself, we were foster carers. Um, we'd already fostered one little baby that had then gone on to adoption. Um, and we were asked whether we would take on Tony, not really knowing much of the background, just that he'd been extremely poorly in hospital um, and his limbs had been broken. Um, I had to meet Tony for 48 hours before we were allowed to sort of bring him home so I could as follow his medical regime and um, the drugs that he was still having to have administered painkillers. Um, and what I found was a very tiny, very broken, shut down, withdrawn, tiny little baby. He'd been admitted to hospital when he was 41 days old. Um, and the first time I saw him, he was four months old. So he'd spent all that time in hospital. Um, his legs were still in plaster and his arms had come out of plaster the day before. Um, I was given then the back history of what had happened. Um, again, sort of limited information to a certain extent, but on a medical side. Um, we brought him home, this tiny little baby. Um, and within a few weeks, he started to smile. He was gaining weight. Um, he became very happy, um, very attached to us, little boy. Um, obviously, we were still going back and forth to the hospital, sometimes several times a week um, with ongoing treatment. Um, and when it was apparent that he was going to be adopted, we decided that we didn't want to part with him and we didn't want him to be part of the the care system and pass from to post. So we um, we put into adopt him and went on to adopt him when he was 16 months old. So it was a period of, of what, uh, over a year? Just a, yeah, just over a year. He was with, with us. It was the, the March. We fostered him in the February 2015 um, in March 2016, we'd, we'd adopted him. Um, and and a, a question I have to ask, Paula, is that you obviously have eight children of your own, uh, which is in itself incredible, and, and, and you're obviously amazing parents. Um, to then adopt, well, foster uh, uh, Tony, um, you don't look at all exhausted. You should be. <laughs> oh, I can assure you I am. <laughs> Um, I mean, obviously, um, we've got children that are a lot older. We've now got grandchildren. I mean, my eldest is 32. So it's a big, big gap between Tony and, and him. Um, so, well, you know, we just loved having children in the house, babies, and it, it, they, they just give, give back so much, um, you know. And although we sort of went on to adopt Tony, he's actually really enriched our lives um, by having him um, so yeah I mean it, it, it's, it's been challenging it's, it's been a roller coaster of emotions throughout the whole of the journey um, we had to make the very difficult decision in 2017 to have his legs amputated um, because they just hadn't healed from the injuries and um, uh, that was probably the toughest decisions of our lives but the right ones the the right ones but uh, and again at what point did you, you talked about the early days when you were fostering him and and I think you said they didn't divulge the full 
background? Um, is, is that pre- standard procedure? At what point did you learn the full, well, horrific history of, of Tony's early life? Yeah, I mean... We knew the basics we need to know as uh, foster carers. You're very much sort of kept out of the loop of the full background of, of everything. It's only then obviously being once we adopted him um, and we became his um, legal parents that all information then could be sort of handed over as such. Um, Goodness, it was only at that point that you knew the full history. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we knew the injuries and we knew what what happened. Um, a lot of the answers came when we actually pushed for um, a prosecution because uh, originally the CPS weren't going to charge the birth parents, um, but we fought and overturned that. Um, so, and, and on what basis would they not charge? Was it was it? evidence-based yeah evidence-based that they couldn't prove um which of them inflicted the injuries um and that's what becomes very very difficult with um child cruelty cases is because the child is, is the witness but very vulnerable and unable to um say which one done it um and that's what becomes very very difficult with these cases um so it was then only because he'd been left up to 10 days with those injuries before they seeked medical help. I pushed that I wanted to, um, there to be charges for neglect of failing to seek medical help. Um, because if they'd have got Tony to hospital quicker, it would have meant that his legs would have survived and the infection wouldn't have set in, um, caused all the damage it did. And do you know now how long he was left before... Um, he received hospital attention or medical attention? Yeah, I, it was a minimum of four days and anything up to 10 days um, because of the extent of how the injuries had sort of started to heal. And and it wasn't just on one um, occasion either. It was proved that it was on several occasions. Um, and so a lot more evidence came out in the court case. A lot of things that we, we didn't know. I mean, a lot of the injuries we we didn't know how they were caused. I mean, it was such a traumatic trial um, to go through and to listen to how these injuries were caused. Um, yeah, it was pretty horrific. Cannot begin to imagine. And and thanks to your determination, you eventually had a successful prosecution. Yeah, very. Uh, actually, a very um, successful prosecution, because although we were only pushing for the neglect charges, we actually, um, they were also found guilty of causing or allowing serious harm to a child. Um, and the judge on our case, actually, was extremely brave and gave them the maximum sentence, which was 10 years, which is very unheard of for a judge to give a maximum sentence anyway. Um but yeah, mm. which actually brings us to what is being termed Tony's Law, uh, and the next stage um, of your your incredible efforts, Paula. I, I must say, um, you know, I don't think any of us should ever complain about anything ever again. You know, w- w- after everything Tony's gone through, but is such a happy, bouncy child as a result of the love and care that you and Mark are clearly giving him and and the family as a whole. Um, but tell us about Tony's Law and what the next steps are. Yeah, so um, after the court case, um, uh, although we had the maximum sentence, which was far more than we ever envisaged, 
um, it putting it into terms with other offences, it just seems that child cruelty isn't handled in the same way as it would be if it had been an adult with a, a GBH, grievous bodily harm, or with intent, and, and knowing, being able to pinpoint which one done it. Obviously, with Tony's case, both of them were as guilty as each other because they were both given the maximum sentence. And our argument was that actually 10 years isn't in line with other offences, maybe not even as serious. I mean, the worst offence surely ever is um, abuse to a child. Um, so we're now trying to bring, we've been to Parliament a few times. Um, it's on everyone's radar. Everyone's working on it at the moment to try and find the changes in the law that we can um, do. So we're now actually pushing for causing or allowing serious harm to a child up to 14 years, um, which would mean now that they'd have to serve around about 10 years uh, because as it stands with uh, Tony's biological parents, they only need to serve half their sentence. So <laughs> crazy as it is, they're actually um, uh, will be released on um, remand from next September. They will have served five years of their 10-year sentence, oh um, which just is absolutely ludicrous. Um, and also if a child dies uh, with the causing or allowing serious harm, we're pushing that for life for life um, as well. So what is the timetable? Because, um, you know, the thought of that looming over your family uh, regarding the birth parents, can the law be changed in time? And would their sentence then be reviewed? How does it work? No, this won't make absolutely any difference to their sentence at all, um, because anything past now is after the event. Um, and the, when they were sentenced, it was only they needed to serve half their sentence. Um, so things are moving in the right direction. Like I say, with serious offences, you now have to serve two thirds of a sentence. Um, and hopefully for other child cruelty cases, uh, we can push those um, sentences a lot higher, which is how it should be in line with other offences. Um, you know, there, there are so many cases that are still happening. There's plenty in the news at the moment as well of these civil cases. Um, and child cruelty skyrocketed during lockdown. Um, so, it's, you know, it is so important that we, we do make this change. We're also calling for a child cruelty register because um, as it stands, one doesn't exist. Um, so it means, for instance, his birth parents can come out next year. They could start another family. They could move in with someone with children and no one would know. It just wouldn't wouldn't even be registered. Um, so we actually... These anomalies are crazy, aren't they? Absolutely. In, in this day and age. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is absolutely... It's ludicrous that, you know, they can go on to have a, a, another family. I mean, Tony has got lifelong injuries that every day he suffers with. Um, and also we're pushing for uh, the um, CPS headquarters. You have special departments for murder, rape, um, but there isn't one for child cruelty. So we haven't got any specialist department that's able to really, really focus on those child cruelty cases that come through and quite often never even get to court because they just find that the evidence is so 
not there or they can't overly prove or um and so it makes it very very difficult and quite often they just get pushed to the side and if a child's within the system in the care system it just gets left um it was only the fact that you know we've pushed for it as we would have done for any of our children if anybody had hurt any of our children you know you fight to the ends of the earth for them so why should Tony's be different I'm sure not just parents, but parents listening, you know, this is very hard to take. And well, obviously, thank you from everybody for championing such a cause. Um, and also, maybe that leads me on to Tony, the Tony Hudgel Foundation that you've set up as well. That's it. Which um, uh, tell us about that, because that's just wonderful to hear this story. <laughs> So obviously, Tony's um, well, he's become a national hero over, well, not even national, I think it's gone global um, over the last year. I mean, we never expected when he did the walk um, that it would <laughs> manifest uh, how it did. I mean, we started off with a just a challenge for us to take him out and make him walk each day just to see if we had a chance of him walking and, and to raise £500 for the hospital that saved his life. It just all sort of seemed, you know, family and friends cheering him on. Um, but within the week, the money was just going up and up and up. Um, and I think it stands now about £1.8 million. Um, That's amazing. Just yeah, absolutely incredible. Um, so it sort of led us to, you know, we want to help other children. Tony's extremely lucky and extremely fortunate with the wonderful life he has now as well. And, you know, people he's got to meet and everything. But there are so many children out there that don't have that, that Tony's had. And if we can just make that slight bit of difference, that's what we want to do. So we set up the Tony Hudgel Foundation um, and it's to enhance the lives of children from similar circumstances to Tony, but not wholeheartedly from. Um, so it, it, it's to enhance the lives of children affected by uh, either physical, emotional or psychological abuse. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be a child from the care system. It can be even in sport at the moment, as we're hearing of, you know, cases so that that's what we want to do and you know try and help these children improve their lives um so the tony hudgel foundation was born on tony's seventh birthday as such um which is just it's lovely um and we're very very excited um we've got lots of ideas lots of ambitions with it and we really hope it's going to uh, benefit many many children well, out of the depths of despair, so much hope and positivity has come out of this. It's such a, an inspiring story. And uh, so for those that wish to donate, maybe chance for you to plug, plug, plug. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. How should we do this? Um, we have our own website, which is um, foundation.org so it's nice and easy on there you'll see the donate buttons on every single page it's very simple <laughs> really easy if you want to contact us if you have some fundraising ideas or you want to do your own fundraising for us whatever um please do get in contact you know we've we've got some great things coming up and we just want everybody to share it Get all your friends and family behind the foundation um, and just make a change, change lives. 
Well, we certainly will, and we're looking forward to Tony and Bear Grylls climbing a mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I better get sorted. <laughs> I hope Bear Grylls is you, listening. You, uh, uh, yes, exactly. Well, we'll send this to him anyway. So he will have heard it within a week, hopefully. Um, and how about yourself, Paula? I mean, how do you cope? There must be times where you are exhausted. Um, you're obviously uh, an incredible parent <laughs> anyway. Uh, 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 and, and, and now this to boot. H- how do you keep well and energised and, and, and just keep some balance in your life? It must be difficult. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is an emotional roller coaster. There are days where you just think, oh, how do I cope? But Tony is such a lively ball of energy um that you cut you he just he makes us laugh all the time he inspires us you know with what he goes through and how he just gets on with everything he'll fall over he'll get back up you know he never complains he never moans even though we know he's in pain and things he's just always on the go and um yeah so he just he just keeps us all going but yeah it's tiring at times but we're we're very very lucky we've got a lovely family good network of friends and and it all works all works well oh that's so great to hear and and such an incredible story on so many levels um and and clearly here we've been talking about this and it's the highlight of my week talking to you and and meeting Tony and I hope we get a chance to meet in person as well yeah that would be lovely Uh, yeah are you in London much I know you're based in Kent aren't you yeah um yeah I mean we we come up quite a bit because Tony has all these hospital appointments we're actually all in London um and then I have my little Lacey as well, who we're up every Saturday because she dances at the Royal Ballet. Um, she oh. got through to the associates, so she trains with them on a Saturday, which is lovely. Um, so, yeah, we are pretty hectic. <laughs> well, we uh, we would love to see you here. And uh, if nothing else, Paula, if we can give you a day of pampering oh. at Lanzerhof at the Arts Club, oh. I think you really, you deserve it. Oh, so yes. why don't we arrange that soon? Oh, that would be lovely. Thank you. No, that's wonderful. Oh. Thank you very much. Pleasure, pleasure is ours. And um, we shall certainly be promoting the foundation very soon uh, to all our members and, and all those listening today. I think, you know, it's quite clear. Let's all pledge and, and see that number grow. Uh, two million pounds is in sight. Ah, oh, let's hope so. Let's hope so. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. <laughs> well, actually, Tony was talking about superheroes earlier. But frankly, um, don't mean to embarrass you, but I think you're amazing. And uh, uh, and you and Mark. So um, honours and privilege is mine talking to you. Oh, bless you. I'm sure if anybody else had been put in the same situation as we had been, they would have done the same. Well, Yona's mine, so thanks, Paul. Thank you. And uh, we'll speak again soon. All right, lovely. Nice to talk to you. All right, all the best. Take care.